Welcome to the ASCPA podcast. I'm Heidi Fry, Senior Director of Marketing and Membership, and I'm your host. CPAs are often called on to serve on nonprofit boards and often in the treasurer role. So it is important for all CPAs to be aware of issues facing nonprofits and how to assist in addressing them. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Lombard, who will share more about the important issues in the nonprofit world and how these topics will be addressed at the ASCPA's not-for-profit conference on September 17th. And you can get more information on the conference at ASCPA.com NPC20. And before we get started, I want to share more about Lisa's background. So Lisa B. Lombard, CPA, CGFM, has been serving not-for-profit organizations for over 35 years, with 25 of those years as the head of Lombard & Associates PLLC auditing firm, and currently as a not-for-profit consultant and leadership trainer. She received the Executive Leadership Certification from the ASU Lodestar Center for Philanthropy and Nonprofit Innovation, and serves on multiple boards and committees, including the Arizona State Board of Accountancy, Arizona Society of CPAs, Valleywise Health, and the Alliance of Arizona Nonprofits. Lisa is a frequent speaker at industry conferences, and she's passionate about the importance and success of not-for-profit organizations. Thank you for joining me today, Lisa. Hello. Thank you, Heidi, for inviting. So one of the responsibilities as a nonprofit board member is reviewing and approving the Form 990. Can you share more about what board members should be focused on? Well, board members obviously don't have to be preparers and they don't have to be CPAs, but there are some things they might want to pay attention to. The first being on page one, there's a brief statement of the mission of the organization. And then also there's some things about board member counts that they want to make sure are accurate. And just bear in mind that the totals on page one of the Form 990 are coming from attached schedules. So it's one of those things that builds from the back. And another thing that really a lot of not-for-profits kind of miss the boat on is the Statement of Program Service Accomplishments. And this is a schedule that gives you an opportunity to talk about each of your programs and how many they serve during the year and what their specific accomplishments were. And this is a great piece of marketing. I am looking at part six, questions on governance management and policies. If there are no answers to the policies, you need to address that. And additionally, bear in mind if it's optional and the IRS is just asking right now, people who are familiar with the IRS and their operations have, have warned that just because it's optional today, it may be required tomorrow. But in reality, the questions that they're asking about your policies, like whistleblower policy, uh, document preservation policies, those are all good policies that you want to have anyway, just for your own internal controls and your own protection. But also, you want to be careful because there's a lot of yes and no answers on there and on the schedules. And if something comes out a no, and based on other answers, it should have been a yes, that can trigger questions from the IRS. So we, you know, definitely recommend on all those lists of the yes and no questions, make sure that the answers are valid. And if they've answered no, that you understand why. And schedule D, that's a reconciliation of the 
to the audited financial statements because remember the IRS does not acknowledge gap. So the only place they really give you to to verify that is a little schedule. Now it's not necessary to complete if you've not had an audit, but if you're publishing both financial statements and your 990, the numbers will be different. So you want to see why. And then schedule O. This is where you can put in a lot more narratives about your organization. Some of the information that goes in schedule O is required narrative. Um, but please feel free to use this again as part of your marketing tool. And then definitely have the preparer or your outside CPA, if they are the preparer, go over the 990 with you. You don't have to understand every single little nuance and everything, but at least understand the sections. Thank you for walking us through that form. Strategic planning is an important activity for a nonprofit board. How do the current events affect this activity? Well, obviously, they're going to have to reassess some of their strategic plans because things have, you know, unexpected changes, things have happened. But another thing that not-for-profits want to be focusing on now is maybe more of scenario planning. You want to look at, okay, what if we have to lay off, you know, X number of employees, our worst case scenario? What if we lose our executive director? And then also do your okay, if everything goes well scenario. So you want to actually run a couple scenarios because this will really help the board in making decisions that can impact whether or not you keep the organization open. That's great advice. Thank you. The federal government is passing bills to address COVID-19 health and financial fallout at an unprecedented fast pace. The SBA and the Department of the Treasury posted updates to the online FAQs listing as recently as June 25, 2020. What are other good resources for nonprofits to be following for the updates? Excellent question, Heidi. Thank you. Well, the Alliance of Arizona Nonprofits, they have a website and they are posting things as they come along. And theirs is www.arizonanonprofits.org. The Alliance is also in contact with the National Council of Nonprofits. The National Council of Nonprofits has their own postings. Uh, they're at www.councilofnonprofits.org. And they have a whole page on nonprofits and COVID-19 with a list of resources, funding, all kinds of things. And then the AICPA has their own COVID-19 source. And of course, the Arizona Society of CPAs, always in there doing the job for us, uh, on their homepage, they have a link to a COVID-19 resource center as well. Thank you for that great information. And outsourcing has become more common in the nonprofit world. What are some things to keep in mind when considering going this route? Well, it is a challenge um, because not-for-profit accounting is not the same as small business. So if you have, you know, somebody who says, oh, my wife can do that for you. And well, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> so you really need to get some expertise in there. Uh, but organizations may not have the budget to hire a full-time accountant, or they may not have a need for a full-time accountant. So outsourcing is a viable option. But another reason for outsourcing is adequate segregation of duties. And although I was not running a not-for-profit organization, I even outsourced this for my own firm. 
I had somebody come in at the end of the month and do the bank reconciliations, make any adjusting journal entries and sit down and go over the books with me at the end. So it can be a wonderful resource, but not one size fits all. So you want to make sure that you're evaluating what's best for your organization. Thank you. Those are some great things to consider when thinking about outsourcing. Donors rely on ratings by organizations such as Charity Navigator and GuideStar. What suggestions do you have regarding generally accepted accounting principles and the rating systems? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. And I, I got to tell you a personal story. Years ago, I was presenting to a uh, governing board and they wanted us to change the financial statements so that they would meet all of the criteria for the percentages of program service versus management that uh, Charity Navigator wanted. And I said, I'm sorry, we have to follow GAP. <laughs> and these are your financial statements and you have to follow GAP uh, in order to get a clean opinion from us. So no, you can't just booger the numbers to make sure they work. However, a lot of these organizations are now recognizing that this overhead high numbers is a myth. Just because, nine, you know, if you say 99% of your donations go directly to programs, either you've got 100% volunteer staff or you have no internal controls. And, you know, important internal controls do require paying qualified personnel, just like they do in for-profits. But the other thing is, is you can increase your rating by providing additional information, like if you post your annual audit report. So definitely it's worth checking out the websites for both Charity Navigator and GuideStar and looking at their programs and what you can do to boost your ratings that may not require any significant additional work on your organization's part. Those are some great tips, Lisa. The conference committee has done a great job putting together an agenda that will assist nonprofits in facing these current challenges. They have also selected an amazing lineup of speakers. Could you share more about some of these speakers? We were very fortunate because it's, you know, the people that we're getting are on the front lines right now. And obviously not-for-profit frontliners are kind of tied up right now. We were very fortunate though. Our keynote speaker is Kyla Quintero and she's the CFO of Arizona Community Foundation. I'm sure she has a wealth of information for us. And then um, for those of you who are familiar with the Arizona Society and the past conferences, we got Brenda Blunt, who's going to give us updates from Washington. And, you know, she eats, sleeps, and lives and breathes this stuff. And if you've ever listened to Brenda, she's got a wonderful sense of humor, and she managed to take dry information and really make it applicable for your organization. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. (laughs) And then the outsourcing panel, we've got some CFOs from not-for-profits, a variety of not-for-profits around the Valley, um, who are going to give hints and tips on how they were able to assess what worked for their organization so that you can apply that directly to your own organization. And then on the ratings, we were talking about Charity Navigator and GuideStar. We've got Sarah Zellart of Make-A-Wish Foundation. She's going to be talking, and I don't know if you've ever heard her before, but she's very yeah. passionate about not-for-profits, very much you know, on the front line, and of course, she's a CPA as well, so she, she totally understands our perspective. 
And then for strategic planning, um, ASU Lodestar program recommended Jason Matthews, who is now with ASU, and he will be speaking to us about that, which is going to be really critical at this stage for not-for-profit organizations. Yes. And then investing for not-for-profits. I think a lot of not-for-profits are going to be reassessing, you know, how much cash can we have to keep on hand? Are we really doing the right thing for our investments and especially with market issues going on right now? So National Bank of Arizona is is sending us Jason Gov and Mark Weisbrod of their Arizona Wealth Advisors. So I'm excited to hear about what they have to say. And then we have multiple sections on not-for-profit tax reporting. So if you, you know, you're really looking at at one section, but there's something that you want to see at that session and you've got a conflict, well, we've touched on it in several different areas. So you've got several options on that. Sounds like an amazing lineup. I know a lot of those people, and I know they're so well-respected in this nonprofit community, and we're so lucky to have so many experts in this area. Yes, we are. And what are some of the other benefits of attending the ASCPA not-for-profit conference? Well, in addition to the information that you get, you're also going to have resources because in addition to the speakers, we also have sponsors who are going to be there at the same time that can be providing resources as well. And then there's nothing like networking with your peers because, you know, if you have a problem, chances are they had the same problem or something similar. And it's just a fabulous opportunity. And that's, you know, I get so much out of that every year. In what other ways can CPAs who serve on nonprofit boards or work in the industry connect with their CPA colleagues? Well, of course, the Arizona Society of CPAs connect. And I, I get uh, notices uh, every day on connect of, of conversations. And it's a great place to check on issues, you know, throw out your thoughts. And if you're having a thought about something, especially with all the new legislation coming along, chances are somebody else has the same question or the same issue. Great. Thank you so much. And if anyone's interested in in looking at the Connect site and joining that community for nonprofits, I'll put the link in the show notes as well so you can get it there. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? Yes, absolutely. For those who work in the nonprofit environment or who are considering working in the nonprofit environment, please feel free to invite not only CFOs, but also executive directors and any contacts you have who might be interested in getting involved with a not-for-profit organization. Because the the conference offers both accounting and non-accounting sessions. And so if, you know, something they think is too technical on one part, well, during that same time slot, there's probably something that would just be right on for giving them a good exposure, good orientation, because, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And there's so much to know in the not-for-profit arena that um, it would be a great orientation for anybody who's considering working with not-for-profits. That's a great point. There are the technical sessions, and then we have leadership, management, technology topics. So it's really a great mix for the nonprofits. 
We would love to see all of you there. The conference will be held September 17th. We have in-person available, and then you can also take the conference via webcast if you're more comfortable with that. And you can go to ASCPA.com slash NPC20 for more information and to register. And also wanted to say a special thank you to our platinum sponsor, Eid Bailey. And thank you, Lisa, so much for sharing this great information today and sharing more about what people will get out of the conference. So thanks for being here today. Thank you, Heidi.